Hi, and welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager by Matt Forbeck. Let's jump right in. Carl wasn't sure why a bunch of undead mobs had decided to attack the raiding party of illagers who'd been roaming through the lands outside of the village he'd adopted, but he didn't question his good fortune. He'd been spoiling for a fight all week. Now, on this otherwise dreary and rainy day, he finally had one in his hands. A smarter hero might have found a comfortable place to sit. Any clear stretch of grass or even a convenient tree stump would do, and might have watched the entire battle unfold in the clearing below the hill on which he stood. It would have been easy to just let the two sides fight it out, wasting all their energy on each other. In the end, there might only have been a few foes left over to take care of, or maybe just to run off. But Carl was a man of action, a hero in his own mind, in, if not in the minds of others. The fight looked fun, and he wasn't about to let all those fools down in there have all of it. Bellowing a loud, wordless battle cry, Carl drew his jagged iron sword and charged into the fray. A wide and reckless grin creased his face. The undead mobs were too focused on their current foes to notice the screaming hero racing toward them. But the illagers spotted him and began to break off from the fight. Carl cackled with delight at their reaction. Clearly, his reputation as a mighty warrior had preceded him. He could understand why the illagers would flee before him. They had lives they valued. The undead, who weren't burdened with such treasures, continued to ignore him, though. They chased after the illagers instead. Carl knew it wasn't terribly fair to attack the foes from behind, but he never worried about such things. After all, the undead were mobs, right? And there were so many of them. It only seemed wise. He waded into the skeletons and zombies, swinging at them from behind. Thwack a whack whack! He mowed them down like fresh grass. His blade singing a metallic song of death. Death to the undead! He shouted as he struck again and again. If he stopped to think about it, which he wouldn't, those words wouldn't make any sense. But he didn't care. The undead weren't about to correct him. Carl smacked a nearby skeleton, knocking it into a pile of bones with a swing of his sword. He stopped to shade his eyes from the rain and watched as its bleached skull arched high over the fleeing illagers and landed in front of them. They skidded to a halt before it, horrified at what its sudden appearance might mean for them. Carl threw back his head to laugh at their reaction, but when he was through, he saw that the remaining skeletons and zombies had finally figured out that he was the bigger threat and had turned on him. The skeletons spread out to flank him, already peppering him with the arrows from their bows. Meanwhile, the pack of zombies lunged toward him, filling the air with their wordless groans. Carl's smile grew even wider. Bring it on, he shouted as he plunged into the crowd of zombies and slung his blade back and forth, smashing down foes with every strike. There were downsides to being a hero. It was a lonely job in a strange land where you couldn't make a bit of sense out of the local language. You would wound up saving the same place over and over. 
and no one ever bothered to say thank you. The only people who really got him were the other heroes, and they didn't always want to have much to do with him either. But Carl didn't care about any of that. This was what he'd lived for. He never felt more alive than when he was beating down mobs and taking their loot. The zombies crowded so thick around Carl that they couldn't all get at him. Despite this, the skeletons kept shooting at him, planting arrows in the backs of their zombie pals. Carl spun around like a top, hacking away with his sword in every direction. Zombies fell away from him, toppling like saplings before an axe. Few of them managed to lay a rotten rotten finger on him, and even those glanced off his armor, leaving him unharmed. As the crowd of groaning zombies around him thinned, an arrow finally made its way through the melee and caught him on the shoulder. It stuck in his armor as if it had been fired into a tip, into a tree. The tip of it had punctured the iron and stabbed into his skin, although not much farther. The magnitude of the injury didn't matter to Carl. The fact that he'd been damaged at all made him see red. Hey! He shouted at the skeletons, that hurt! Furious, Carl put down the last of the zombies with a few quick blows and then turned his attention to the skeletons. You'll pay for that, he told them, with your bones! He flanked the skinny monsters, moving to line them up in a rough row so they couldn't all shoot at him at once. Then he began chopping his way through them like a farmer taking down grains at the harvest. The creatures peppered him with arrows, sticking several more into his armor, but all they did was make him angrier. Fighting skeletons was supposed to be fun for him, not dangerous, as the last bony beast fell before his mighty blade. Carl let loose of triumph and spun about to see who else might want a piece of him. His eyes fell upon the hapless illagers who had turned to face him, their weapons out and ready. Apparently, they'd found their courage in the defeat of the undead. They were too witless to shiver at his approach. Foes with any brains in their head would have fallen to their knees and begged for mercy. But these nomadic raiders actually charged at him as if they stood a chance. The ridiculousness of the moment brought Carl brought a laugh to Carl's lips once again. The anger he'd felt at the skeletons faded away, and he roared with delight as he threw himself in his sword against the oncoming illagers. Before he could reach them, though, one of the illagers, a particularly short one with a massive nose, raced raced forward, spun around, and shouted something at his compatriots. He seemed to be pleading with them to show some sense, something that Carl had long decided wasn't worth bothering when it came to such people. They won't listen, Carl said to the little illager, even though he knew no one could understand him. They never do. Out of morbid curiosity, he held up and let the tiny guy speak. Off If the imp wanted to keep his buddies from trying to take off Carl's head, well, he wasn't going to stop him. But he wasn't going to lower his sword, either. The little guy gibbered along in his barbaric language, begging the others to see reason, to be swayed by the power of his logic, emotion, and words. Carl marveled at the way he would have if he'd spotted a two-headed pink roaming around the village. 
Amazing, but really beside the point. It didn't matter how crazy it looked. It wasn't going to make a difference. In the end, he was still going to whack it with his sword. Probably. The other illagers listened to the little guy for a moment, but they steamed at him, clearly unhappy with whatever he was blathering about. The little guy's voice rose almost to a squeak as he reduced himself to what Carl could only interrupt as actual begging. It ended when the illager standing right in front of the little guy reached out and smacked him on the side of the head with with the flat of his sword. That put a sudden end to the squeaking, and the little guy toppled right over, senseless, before he hit the ground. Before the bigger illager could even call for an attack, Carl took him out with a sharp snap of his blade. He recognized a a fight starting when he saw one. He wasn't going to get that to get caught flat-footed. It's on, he shouted at the pillagers as he barreled into them, knocking them over like bowling pins. It's on! Over the course of the next few minutes, Carl systematically took down each and every one of the illagers. Some of them fought well, most of them didn't. Some of them tried to flee. He didn't let them in his experience. If he allowed them to get away, only come back to bother him later, or torch the village or annoy him in some other way. The only way to make sure that that didn't happen was to get rid of them for good. He might have felt bad about it, but they were the ones who attacked him. Even after he'd saved them from all those undead mobs, not one ounce of gratitude from any of you, he said as he surveyed the tattered battlefield and the utter absence of anyone to stand against him. So that's what you get. A high-pitched groan sounded from across the field, and Carl perked up his ears and squinted around to see if he could detect where it had come from. It It stumped him at first, but after a moment, he spotted an illager stirring on the far side of the field. Hmm, he said as he strolled over to check out the one survivor. I thought I got them all. When he reached the softly groaning illager, he realized his mistake. This was the one much smaller than the rest. Ah, said Carl. He recognized the illager who tried to talk some sense into the others. The little guy with the big mouth. He knelt down next to the creature and turned him over onto his back. Nice try there, fella. He said with a chuckle. I mean, it was worthless, but I respect the effort. The sawed-off illager gazed up at him with dismay and then tried to retreat. Since he was already on the ground, all he could do was worm away on his butt, right up until he bumped into a tree stump behind him. Carl got up, put away his sword, and dusted off his hands. I'm not going to hurt you, he told the little guy. You did me a solid by distracting that big fella anyways. Once I took him out, the rest of your little band of misfits went down easy. The body of the little the little guy had run into let out a low moat. Carl edged up to the fallen illager and leaned over to get a better look at him. Was that the one he'd stabbed at, to start the battle with them? Honestly, he had a hard time telling the bandits apart. That's all right, he told the little guy, who goggled at him with fear-struck eyes. He doesn't look like a much 
uh, much of a threat to anyone at the moment. Carl backed off a few steps and smirked down at the little guy. Neither do you. He was feeling a magnanimous. He was feeling magnanimous at the moment, as he'd wanted to keep the mobs away from the village, and he managed to. And he managed that. Mopping up the last injured illagers just didn't seem worth the, bo- the bother. An idea struck Carl then, something that would make him seem clever, clever rather than lazy. At least in his own estimation. Tell you what, he said to the g- little guy. As the other illagers seemed too miserable to manage to listen, this is your lucky day. I'm going to let you and your groaning pal dog go. You know why? The little guy couldn't possibly have understood Carl's Carl's words, but maybe he got the gist from his tone. Either way, he shook his big-nosed head in terror just at the right time. Carl flashed a wide smile. Because you're going to go back to whatever you rotten scummy illagers call a home, and you're going to tell the rest of your kind to not come around here anymore. This village is under my protection. You get it? And when your people ask you what happened to you and all of your friends, I want you to tell them one thing. Carl held up his index finger to emphasize this particular point. One thing, right? The little guy gaped at him when he tried to phrase what to do. Maybe he gave up, or maybe he finally got it. In any case, he nodded, nodded so hard in agreement, it looked like his head might fall off. Tell them my name, Carl pointed at himself. Tell them Carl. All right, that's the end of the episode. Join me as we dive deeper into Matt Forbeck's amazing book. I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. See you next time.